Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, you're listening to the Receipts Pod. I'm Jenny, and I'm here with producer Andrew. Hello. And <laughs> I'm like, every time I'm like, hmm. I love to say producer before I say Andrew. Hell Do you yeah. or hate it? I, I fine. I feel like I'm just, we're just we're just here. We're just chatting. Yeah. <laughs> here we're just chatting. <laughs> it's another week in quarantine. Truly. And truly. I, I'm in Arizona. I've been at, we took the planes out in Arizona. So, you know, to oh, I plane. forgot what that meant for a second. Okay, yeah, you took the plane the model planes. Yeah, the model planes. And we went flying in um, where Jeffrey used to play sports, where he used to practice sports. And honestly, it was a beautiful flight. And that's been my days, crafting and watching planes. Oh my gosh, is he so like nostalgic? Very nostalgic. He has his best planes here, including one. <laughs> he has multiple planes. He left some in Michigan and then he has three planes here that are larger and one is called the Dallas doll and she flew beautifully. He did not name it. I asked him if he named it, what he would call it. And he did say Jenny, which is the right answer. Yeah. And the only answer. Does he have any planes in New York? No, because you can't fly planes in New York because like people might think it's a drone or like. Wait, can you not fly drones in New York? No. Okay, that's really interesting because I, there was like this like older gentleman that I was talking to that sent me like these really high up pictures and I was like, oh, is that the view of like from your apartment? And he's like, no, uh, that's actually my drone. And it's like in Hell's Kitchen, he's flying this drone around. I'm like, that can't be legal. And it's, it's not. No, I think he's committing a crime. This older gentleman is definitely doing something that could be a crime. I'm going to call the police before they get defunded. I'm <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> um, how's your week been? Oh, it's been fine. It's just been like so up and down. I feel I was like truly up and then this whole Naira Rivera thing happened, oh, which I really know. threw a wrench in. I'm sorry for her. Where so is she? Sad. She's gone. No, she has to be gone. Like everyone who was in the cast of Glee is cursed. And I don't know because then I saw this whole article that was like saying like, it's not you can't say it's a Glee curse because that's grouping in like pedophilia. Not to bring it there, okay. like with Mark Salling, right? <laughs> yes, 
But I think (laughs) in general, the cast of Glee is just all cursed in their own ways. Yes, yeah, there's something, there's definitely something in the water to Mm -hmm. bring, no, I can't even say that. Um, Yeah, (laughs) no. Um, uh, the water, like Naya in the river or the lake. In the, in the, yeah, I can't. Okay, no, so you can't say that one. I, I cannot say that. No, I'm sorry. No, I am really fucked. It's been like it just been, it took me back because like it, her character just meant so much to me uh, in high school and everything. I hated Kurt um, yeah. and kind of meant the absolute world to me. And I was just like, how cool is it to have like this like gay character that's also simultaneously like cool I don't know like it's like we've seen the Kurt character done and like so many times over but to have like Santana be like this really cool gay character was like a really nice thing for me she's confident she's a girl she has an incredible voice she gets all the fun songs and the best riffing and runs and she's a hot girlfriend oh my god like the best I like literally I remember listening to to Landslide, which Santana and Britney sang on Glee with my dad on the way to school. And like, I was in the passenger side and I was just like weeping, trying to like not have my dad like know that I was like crying to this like Glee cover. But like, oh my God, like literally it changed. I don't know, I've just been in my feelings since then. Um, It's so sad. It's really sad. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. They were a really fun couple. Brittany yeah. seems like she's okay. She's good. She went, her actress went out on the lake today to help with the search, which she I did. thought was really, really sweet. Oh my goodness. That's so, yeah. nice. Kurt. Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? I, who knows? He writes books. I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Do you have any receipts that you want to share this week? I should have asked. Um, I don't think I have any receipts. Do you have any receipts? I have, okay. I I messaged Dev to tell him, I'll read it. Um, okay, Devin put up a picture of him with Topa Chico, which is like water in like glass bottles. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fancy water, it's nice. Um, so he posted that picture and Jeffrey is obsessed with Topa Chico. Anywhere we go that has one, he must buy it. So I message him. That's Jeffrey's fave, LOL. Released a new receipts today. Gotta say miss you. And he said, I'm sure you're killing it. You're a great host, dude. And then I said, Dev, I'll cry. Thank you. And then, you know, we messaged about other things, but just know that I screenshotted this and I'm saved it in a folder and I will never forget. That's so sweet. I That's do miss him so much. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So nice. I know. Love Dev. Shout out to Dev. Shout out to Jeffrey. Two great guys who love Topa Chico. I'll have to check it out. Have you had <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, it's good. But I don't think it's worth buying an expensive water in a glass bottle. It's simply just water? It's with bubbles. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no. I don't like Right? I don't need... Yeah. I mean, I do like a seltzer, but I prefer, if I'm going to spend money on a seltzer, I want it to have 5% alcohol in it and I want it to be a white cloth. That's, <laughs> that, that's my new bio. Yeah, that's my bio. That's it. 
I'm so I'm so excited about our guest. She's amazing. She's a poet, a playwright, a screenwriter, and a performer. And she's also a listener of the pod, which is so cool. So please welcome Taylor Steele. Hi. Yes. Hi. Yes. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> How fun is it to get to say that? I've never, we've never had anyone say that before. So I've cool. literally been thinking about it since you said yes to me being on this. Pod. I was like, I have to say this one line or else I will go to my grave very upset. <laughs> Okay, good. I'm glad you can die happy, but hopefully you'll never die. That's the plan. Yeah, absolutely the plan. I How mean, my you? God is an immortal <laughs> God, and therefore I am too. How are you doing? How's your week? What's going on? Um, it's it's a wild time. I don't yeah. know if you you know anything that's going on, but there's like a pandemic and mm-hmm. a civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Naya Rivera. That really fucked me up she was like a a gay icon for me yeah and a gay icon for sure yeah so I have been debating with myself about bringing this up but um I recently got back in touch with an ex oh you did (laughs) I did and not in a in a sexy romantic lusty way um and I was like maybe I'll bring these receipts was like no it's like too fresh let's let this sit for a minute Mm -hmm. but um Like in therapy, I've been working a lot on my quote unquote intimacy issues or whatever. And like one of the things that felt like had to be done was like confronting the past. And so I sent this email to my ex who I haven't spoken to in over two years. Okay. And was just like, hey, here are all the ways our relationship was really bad. <laughs> and Taylor, sucked this is for me. Totally expecting him to just be like either ignore it or be like, I think you're over exaggerating. And within 20 minutes, responds back and is like, you're absolutely right. I want to hold myself accountable. Um, like, if you want to talk, let's talk. And like, we proceeded to have like a bunch of like email exchanges where it's just like, he like validated everything that I had experienced with him. We even got on the phone and talked for an hour. I was like, you know, I think there might be some healing and growth here. That's amazing. Um, so yeah. Not a PSA to like reach out to all your exes, but if you've been holding on to something for a while, that's it might be worth it to to at least write it down and see if it makes sense to send. Well, he must also be through something if he's like that receptive as well. Yeah, yeah. So he was just like, Yeah, you caught me at a really (laughs) like poignant time, I guess, because I've been doing a lot of reflecting and was actually about to reach out to you. Like, you literally reached out the day before I like made this plan to reach out to you. So sometimes I think that happens where when you're thinking about someone, they can kind of feel that and they're thinking about you too. Yeah, there was some psychic energy waves being (laughs) relayed back and forth, I think. And so that's so cool. We're going to see what happens. Not romantically, just we're going to see what happens. Right. But that's so brave to reach out. Like, I mean, this quarantine has just totally revealed to me what a lawless world we live in Mm -hmm. and like you could just say anything to anybody at any time because we're all just sitting in our rooms like mulling over everything we've ever thought done felt uh, like had a horny thought about like you know it's all just sitting with us in our rooms it's like well 
I'm on my phone already. So I might as well say something to somebody. Right. Time to compose that email, get that draft together. I, I 100% agree. Like I've been thinking about every single mistake I've ever made in court. <laughs> Now it's time to think about it. <laughs> Does it feel healthy for you? It, it feels a little healthy, but also um, not great. It's like a need to work through it and not be so hard on myself kind of thing. But definitely we do have the time right. to just consider every little moment. Yeah. My journal has been calling me out every day. I do not write in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, your, so did your therapist recommend that you write the email or was it fully your idea? But she had mentioned writing something when I first started seeing her last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, ah, I don't think I'm ready to like think those thoughts yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I've been like trying for whatever reason to like get back out there, whatever that means. Okay. So like being on all the apps and trying to talk to people for literally the first time in two years. Like I have not thought about dating. I was like, this is a lot. I have things going on. I can't, like dating can't be a part of my life right now. And like in early March, I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready to like date. Uh, early like, March. Early March timing. the time. Um, and so like in my efforts to like try to talk to people online and like forming crushes on people, like in the back of my mind was like, but what if they're like my ex? And mm-hmm. what if I like find myself in the same kind of shitty situation that I was in? And I was like, oh, like it's really not great to like think, to like project all this bullshit onto people I do not know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I think I have to say something. Like I think the only way I can like move forward with my own life is to just actually go back and say the things I need to say so I can feel some kind of, release from it mm-hmm. I told my therapist that she was like kind of smirking and was like yeah and I was like I, can, <laughs> I know what you're thinking is I told you so and thank <laughs> you for not saying that to my face um but she that's was like, how yeah, you know she's a good therapist that huh? she, that's how you know she's a good therapist that she didn't say it to your face yeah she's yeah. able to <laughs> show some self-restraint and keep it to herself but mm-hmm. <laughs> she made a nice little face and I was like I know what it is thank <laughs> you um and she was like, write a letter, hold on to it. Let's talk our next session about it. And I was just way too impatient. I wrote it two days later and sent it that day. I was like, nah, we got to get this over with. Um, so yeah, it was a, I would say it was a collaborative effort between me and my therapist. Yep. That, uh, I guess, paid off. Yeah. Therapy works. I don't know. It sounds like it paid off and therapy works in this case. And also maybe on his end too. Do you know if he's in therapy too? It just sounds like if he's able to. I'm not sure if it was just like a, he had made like a kind of offhand comment about like needing to go to therapy. So I was like, are you not in therapy already? We're, we're too early in our combos for me to ask you that question right now. Um, but if not therapy, some intensive journaling, some intense <laughs> meditations must be happening on his end. I don't know. The calm app. Yes. <laughs> Him and BetterHelp have been in an ongoing situationship, I guess. That's great. I'm, that's so exciting that you closed that chapter. Yeah. And now, okay, I mean, maybe it's not the best time to be dating considering mm-hmm. uh, we are not really seeing many people in person or touching, but, yeah. but exciting to be starting again. How have the apps been going? What's going on there? 
oh, there's trash. Um, yeah. Wait, what apps are you on? First of all, let's let's look. Okay, Cupid, Tinder, Hinge, Bumble. I was on Facebook dating for all of one day and was like, absolutely not. Wait, Facebook what was dating? That? What? Oh, had you not known? No. No. What is that? <laughs> no, I'm Facebook afraid of has its own dating app. Where like you go onto your <laughs> Facebook <therapy> app. <laughs> like you go on your Facebook app, you slide to that little thing that has all of your like your menu or whatever, and you click dating and you can start your own dating app on Facebook. What? And I was on that for a day and I was like, this is this is worse than being I don't know, in a dumpster fire. This is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious what your, what your therapist thinks about that. Yeah. So. yeah we put that one up. Yeah. I think that's, we take that with us. And <laughs> that's one of the things we just don't mention. We put in our journal and then we try mm-hmm. to erase it from our memory. We talk about it on a podcast and we call that therapy. Yes. <laughs> what has been the best app for you? Yeah. Um, I guess Hinge yeah but I was talking to some friends about this just kind of comparing like of the of the top four apps the top two would be like Hinge and Bumble mm-hmm. and it seems like like the the nuance is that on Bumble like you can you match with like one out of every like 20 people and no one keeps the conversation going yeah um it's like worse than tinder in that way where it's like you're with i thought we left tinder and came here so that we could talk and then no one talks to you i hate that about the apps it's like infinite purgatory of like i can see your pictures i know that we said we were kind of interested but now we're just gonna like stare at each other each other in silence or And then bump, and then no hinge is kind of like that, except like you have a conversation for fully two days, and then that person disappears. <laughs> so, and the whole time they were ghosts. And we the just, whole time, actually. And we no. just never know. I'm psychic, I, and I didn't know it. I am mm-hmm. on Grinder, and I guess like for, I don't know why, but they they gifted me like Grinder extra or something they gave it to me okay grinder extra which literally is the there's grinder actually is like toxic it is toxic within itself like there are um there are height filters there are race filters there are like literally like um uh what's it weight filters no yeah but one of the other things that comes with it is um is read receipts that I don't want. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I don't want to see if I sent a message and you read it. And so like, <laughs> I don't know, like I'm now I'm just like, I'm in deep in a conversation then all of a sudden like read. I'm like, no, I would just rather like think that you're just gone or something. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> perished. <and laughs> I can't believe Grinder has an extra and it kind of sounds like, con- like a condoms to me. Like the fact that it's extra and not yeah like pro or <laughs> no I, remember, I, love that. I don't know I sophomore year there was this there was this guy in Hal's kitchen that messaged me while I was living in the Lower East Side and I was like and I got to his apartment and I was like how did you even like find me I'm never even up here and it's a location-based app obviously 
Um, and he was like, oh, because I have Grinder Extra and I have race filters on. And I'm oh. all looking for white guys. <laughs> and I'm like, you're paying to be racist right now. It's insane. Wow. That's so fucked up and so toxic. Yes. That's... <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I just... How is there not a lawsuit? Like, literally, how is there... I, well, I've been checking, like, the Grinder Instagram. All the comments are like, hey, you guys need to do something. You guys mm-hmm. gotta fix this. You have to fix <laughs> that. I, so. How is that around? How did Facebook think it was a good idea to make a dating mm-hmm. app? What I think is my new theory about dating is that actually we all just need to be dating on Instagram yeah because one we're all already on it all the time and you can see even if it's curated it's like you can see more someone's like more true personality their sense of humor how they engage with people um and like don't make it like Instagram dating just like let it rock as it is you know and just slide into more dms I love that and I think that's true I think that yeah. really is happening because you can also see if you're attracted to someone's aesthetic, if you mm-hmm. like the way that they post, if you're someone who's a big like, I'm going to post thirst traps and selfies, you can decide if that's also who you want to date or if you're like, oh, I'm an artiste and I'm posting photos and just like photography. Yes. You can date someone else like that. I love it. Have you what ever I seen that? Is the added of read receipts mm-hmm. on Instagram. Read come with Instagram so like that uh, no, I can't get that's on board fair. with that one okay I can't that's fair Andrew and I fully support you being completely anti-read receipt no matter yeah. where it is because yeah. it has to be I agree yeah. they're hurtful there's there's no reason to have a read receipt except to cause pain yeah like what is, the, what is a benefit it should just be for like parents and children that's yeah. it yeah. I mean, my, mom, I my mom's alive my mom needs to know I'm alive but that's it. Okay, I do love that. I've never thought about that, and I do love that <laughs> facet of it. Okay, yes. Um, I, I have heard people say they use it for accountability. I have a friend who's like, I use it to be accountable because I know if I read it, but I have to respond. And I'm like, mm, I don't believe you. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> open the no. message. I, I would rather like have like a message notification to keep me accountable. Mm-hmm. Instead, of, like, what is like opening the message and like I don't know that just doesn't work for me. Like the notification bubble. Yeah. I yeah. want to get rid of that. So. Yeah. Yes. I think you're right, Andrew. Down with read receipts. Thank you. But um, I did I the send uh, a DM. You did Instagram. send a flirty DM. Please. Yes, I have. And you have it. Yes, my first receipt. Um, so. Because all the apps were just like, no one wants to talk to me. Um, I'm just going to talk to people on Instagram, people I don't know, um, people I've literally never met before in my life, and not even like dating kind of like DMs. I'm just going to say things at people because we're all bored. I've messaged celebrities, uh, comedians, um, Harry Styles a few times. Okay. I'm still waiting on that response, but... Harry, hello? Yeah. What's good? Yeah, Harry. I think he's just spending a lot of time getting new tattoos, eating watermelon. And, and that's cool. He's catching up on episodes of the podcast. He'll listen to this one eventually. Yeah, he'll get Okay, that. so Harry, what I need you to know is if you love tattoos, watermelon, 
hit your girl Taylor up. I do stick and pokes. Um, I don't really care for watermelon, but I'll watch you eat them. Um, <laughs> and that's enough thirsting over Harry for me. Uh, the last thirsting thing I do want to say, though, about Harry is yes. that I think he wears a pantsuit better than anyone I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I love that about him. Just give me a side-by-side side of uh, Harry Styles and Zendaya in suits. Uh, okay. Good. And then we're done. I think that could just be porn. I don't know. Maybe that's where my mind is. I think you're right. <laughs> I agree. Um, but uh, so I have been messaging with this person. Okay. Who may or may not be a comic. Whatever. Okay. And just like really random stuff responding to like their stories and not trying to be flirty. Just like you posted a weird thing and here's my weird response. And we have a little like is back and forth. Is this I know or someone we know? You don't have to tell us who it is, but. I don't think so okay um I don't think it's quite the same okay comedy scene okay um that's probably safer the comedy scene I I'm in is a terrifying place so oh god okay yeah (laughs) love that um love that (laughs) and has posted like a lot of weird things about like them potentially being single and like not talking to enough girls but like as part of like his like comedy kind of aesthetic Okay. Um, and so I got it in my head that like this would be a low stakes situation to ask someone out. Like you're clearly single if I'm coming to you as a single person, whatever. And then I like brought it to my friends, of course, because you gotta get the post up. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, but it feels kinda weird and I'm kinda nervous about it. Like we've never really met, we've never really talked. And they were like, No, what what it is is a practice date. Ask him on a practice date. And I was like, That is genius i'm starting an app about it we'll talk about that later um, <laughs> and so the idea of a practice being like oh we can make it like an hour there's no stakes there's no like pressure for anything to happen after it and so i messaged him um saying like i have a proposition for you like would you be interested in doing a practice date um because you've mentioned needing help talking to girls and i need help talking to anyone um and I, I don't date it would be one hour we can take notes and we become pros that was my my pitch okay I love it it's a very clear pitch we know what the ask right? is yeah a little self-deprecating which is fun yeah. you're talking to a comedian um and I wake up to this message haha this is a nice idea I'm not sure what the difference between a date and a practice date is, though. Even though I completely laid it out. I said exactly what the terms were. Whatever. It's fine. I'm only thinking about it because I'm kind of dating someone. So if I went on a practice date with someone, I'm not sure how I would explain that to them. But I hope you find a good person to practice with. (laughs) And I was like, that's totally valid. That's totally real. But your whole, like, thing on Instagram is being single and, like, not dating anyone. but you dodged a bullet with that one, though. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, did dodge a bullet for sure. He is false advertising. Would that, you? That was the happy? only thing. Yeah. Would you be happier if like he actually went on a practice date with you? I don't know. I would just feel weird about it. If, like if he was actually with someone and you went on this practice date, it would just. No, absolutely. I, I wouldn't want to go on a practice date with someone that is either like dating someone and told me about it, or dating someone and lying about it. It was just like your whole thing that we've also like engaged with each other on, like in our other, like the, um, yeah, it's just like, 
what okay yeah because the the best version of that situation is that he his social media presence is truthful and then you get to go on the practice date right but the thing about comedians is that the social media presence is like never Mm -hmm. truthful right Right. never trust a comic (sighs) i know yeah that's my sad that's my sad i feel like every art form says this though like as a poet like a thing Uh that you say in the poetry scene is never never date a poet really yeah like, never. I think just, everyone just says it in their scenes and it's like I guess we'll just yeah I guess if you're an artist no one should date you and I guess we should all just die alone I don't know there's no good response yeah. no good answer yeah yeah, yeah. bring that to my next therapy session thank you okay <laughs> <laughs> um really people say don't date a poet oh yeah um because like we're really good with words we know how to be charming mm-hmm. Um, you'll end up in poems whether you like it or not. Um, I think it would be nice to be in a poem. Am I wrong about that? It depends. Um, you, you would want to be in a relationship with someone that's not in the same field as you. I mean, like, yeah. just, like, I don't know, because, like, wouldn't, if, like, if you were a comic, if you were a poet, whatever, you would want to, like, constantly impress someone with the skills that they mm-hmm. don't have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even if like, even if like you're not like even the best or whatever, even if you, you are, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, you're the best in their eyes. You're not in competition. Uh, yeah. so I don't know. I would, I would probably want to aim for someone that's doing something completely different. Right. That's smart. I, I feel like I don't know how to not want to be with an artist. Yeah. Yeah. How I do I find someone else sexy? But no, you can find, you can find an artist that's not as good as you. That's what you need. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. That's the right. solution. <laughs> yeah. But also, I've like heard reference to myself in a poem that I didn't know existed, and was just like, "Oh, okay." Hmm. And like, I've heard poems from like friends that where they're talking about people that they've dated or hooked up with, and it's like they're not all cute, you know. Like you, you've got to. Yeah. My ex has heard poems I've written about him. Mm-hmm. Um because like we were all in the same scene too so it's like there's You're kind of no avoiding it. like yeah. if you were a shitty person you'll hear about yourself in a poem at the next open mic you mm-hmm. know what I mean so it just depends is your ex your ex is a poet then the one that sent the email mm-hmm. mm. oh, that's tough mm-hmm. what is the what is the poetry scene like in New York um it's kind of I mean, maybe it's not fair for me to say it's dead, but I think to me it's dead. Um, yeah, it was a pretty thriving spot for a few years. Like we had a few like uh, slam places, like places mm-hmm. you would go to slam and like hopefully get on a team or or something, and then you would get to go to these uh, national competitions and rep that like venue. Um, and that was so much of like a collective slam experience it was like, oh, we're all slamming to get on a team or to get this spot so that they can send us to wherever the fuck in, U- in the US so that we could slam, win a prize, hopefully. That's very um, cool. Yeah. So like, you get- it's, messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cute. It's messy because it's like we were all going to the same spots mm-hmm. <laughs> to try to qualify. We all know each other's poems. Um, 
And in some ways, like it lessens the feeling of competition because like we just know each other and we just all want, we all know that we want the same thing and there's kind of no bad blood. Mm -hmm. But then that's kind of, I think you only feel that way maybe your first year doing it. And then you get caught up in like different circles of drama and like this slam venue hates this slam venue. (laughs) So like you can't really double dip. Um, (laughs) So it got, it got a little toxic. Yeah. Um, as with any scene also like there there's abuse that happens there's people that are getting called out for different types of things and things like that and then like almost one by one for the period of like two or three years just different slam venues started closing so there just weren't really places to go anymore um that's sad when that happened I was just like I one slam gets exhausting after a while. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm going on a stage, I'm sharing like potentially a huge traumatic story, just really poetically um, written and hoping strangers give me really great scores. Right. Um, That's so vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep your doing heart that. Out there. Yeah. At least with stand up, you're like, haha, poop. And then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, the punchline is I said fuck, and you know, you you get to wear a mask, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So there are still places that are doing like slams or doing poetry, but also like they're also for the most part doing a lot of um, like interrogation on what slam means, mm-hmm. and so yeah, there's just been a lot of <laughs> poetry drama. <laughs> Which sounds so silly, but is too true. I believe it. I love, it feels very Shakespearean to like clap back at someone in your poem, to be like exes writing poems about each other. Mm-hmm. A little bit. It is. It is. <laughs> and you get up on the stage too. It's great. Yeah. Um, that's so wild. Okay. So even now that you're dating again and using the apps and sending some DMs, still attracted mm-hmm. to artists. <laughs> yeah yeah I just want someone to be vulnerable with me yeah and it's, the thing is just like okay if we're all being vulnerable like as part of our art sometimes that vulnerability is a performance so it's hard to know who who's who who's totally. real yeah totally so aside from this comic who is actually kind of dating someone have you dm'd anyone else out there or um not really mm-hmm. not in like a datey kind of way um I've messaged a lot of comics actually just like a lot of black comics in particular just like hey thank you for the laughs hope you're doing okay <laughs> kind of thing um I I texted Noah Centineo once oh you uh, did Text- yeah because yeah but like some celebrities are doing this now where it's like, here's my number. If you text this thing, like it'll go to me. Okay. Quote unquote. Um, and so I texted him once asking, what's the last thing that scared you? Oh, no response. Um, okay. <laughs> and then, Responding to your text. <laughs> like literally everyone's ghosting me and it's exhausting. <laughs> um, and then no. I texted him a few days later are you ever scared of your own happiness? Like, if you let yourself feel it, you'll ruin it. 
It sounds um, like he's kind of like responding to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so which I got a response that was obviously canned. Um, that was about um, protest safety okay. guidelines. Okay. So he didn't respond about being happy at all? No. Okay, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Also, no, you listen to the pod, so text me back. <laughs> yeah, Noah, please text Taylor. Literally, what are you doing? Except smiling and laughing and pushing your hair back. <sighs> And being That's tall. <laughs> yeah. It is really annoying. I think um, Jeffrey looks a little bit like him. Yeah? Yeah, I do think so. We watched um, the new To All the Boys I Loved Before, mm-hmm. the sequel. And I mentioned casually, it was like, Jeffrey, I think Noah looks a little like you. And he was like, no, I hate that. Don't say it. <laughs> so of course I'm repeating it right now. Of course. Of course I'm repeating it right You're now. Proud. I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally watched his mom cut his hair twice. Like <laughs> that's so cute. I know it's really sweet. It's very sweet. I don't know. I like dating is so hard, but then sometimes it works out and it's really nice. Yeah. But then okay. don't, don't call me on that if we ever break up. Then I'll be able to say, no, it's horrible. <laughs> totally. Uh, like, part of what's hard about dating right now, too, is that because there's so much going on in the world, it's like there's nothing you can talk about without it either feeling trite or like you bring up what's going on in the world. And then I've had, like, I was talking to this one guy for a little bit and I was like, okay, this is cute. Mm-hmm. And then I asked him, like, oh, how how are you doing basically like quarantine and like never got a response and was like, you know what? I, I get it. Yeah. But also at some point we got to talk about what's actually happening. Yeah. And lean on each other. Cause we're just, I mean, it's a lonely time. Right. And a difficult one for everybody. Yeah. And I'm sorry that you got ghosted in that way. Tis with a tis, you know, for the course. You were offering a shoulder. You're like, here. There it is. You can't Here's touch it. No touching it. It is physically present with me. <laughs> Stay six feet away from it, but here's my shoulder if you want to cry over there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Just know I'm here for you. So, are you hoping, like, what would the dream be for dating right now? Like, what are you looking for? I don't know. I feel like I had a really clear-cut answer before the ex situation, and now I just feel like I need to kind of do some reassessing. Um, But it's also like, what... I don't even know what an ideal would be in this situation. Because, like, even if I, like, found someone was like, you're great, you think I'm great, one, where are you? Right. Um, If you are near where I am, like, what are the rules about quarantining where you are? Got to talk to my roommates about what quarantining is right. like. It's just like, what? Yeah. And then our dates, like, we just always go to the park. Yeah, I guess. It's cute. It's cute. But after, like, the 10th time, you want to go to a movie. You want to go see a show. You want right. to do things you can't. I guess you just go to a park and then you watch a movie on a screen. Like, you go to a 
the drive-in. Right. You go to the the shows that are happening in the park. I want right. someone like because the the bars are like on the sidewalk now. Mm-hmm. I walked by like a a couple that was like clearly on their first date, and I was like thinking about it. I was like, this is such like a crazy risk yeah. to like meet with someone during a pandemic. It's just like. If you if it doesn't go over well, it's like fuck. Like okay, like yeah, yeah. there's so many risks involved. I don't I know. That, yeah, I was going on her first date with some guy um, last week, and I was just like, I thought it was like, wait, why not just have a virtual first date? Yeah. <laughs> no offense, but that's crazy. Right. Yeah. And, like she had a bunch of like real like human things to say about why not, but it was just like, so I guess get tested after which is just like the new thing to say just like get tested like it's so easy um i know i'm still waiting on results from over a week ago so yeah i think the tests are like backed up ultimately there are not enough of them so yeah and that's the thing that's great about our country we love it keep us wanting more um (laughs) supply and demand baby yeah but i think that's you're both bringing up great points about is it worth it to risk exposure for what is probably going to be a shitty first date? Because I think, I don't know what the percentages are. If you were to like ask everybody what percentage of your first dates are actually like good, but I don't think it's 50, 50. I feel like it's more like (laughs) 60, 40, 60% bad, 40%. I'll go on a second one. I think that's generous. Okay. It's been, I agree. (laughs) 70, 30, 70% bad. I think it's closer to that. Closer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. But it's like, do I want to have 70% of chance of a shitty date with, you know, whatever percentage chance of risking exposure mm-hmm. to a virus? That is deadly. Oh, yeah, a deadly virus. There are a lot of things to consider right now. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know. We need, hum- we're humans. We need yeah. connection. Mm-hmm. And like Zoom, I actually think people hate on Zoom, but I've kind of been liking it in a weird it's way. Cute. It's Except cute. the fact that everyone's always it's listening. It's like FBI, CIA, yeah. what's up, what's good. I know, but aren't they so lucky to get to hear our conversations? They're really fun. So, so true. They don't even have You're to welcome. subscribe to hear. So <laughs> You're welcome, FBI. <laughs> uh, yes. Um but yeah, I just, I think they're kind of nice. Mm, but I don't know, maybe there's something wrong with me. Andrew, is there something wrong Zoom. with me? <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Zoom meetings? Yes, I like, well, like this. I like Zoom hangouts like this right now. I, I, I feel, it. don't take this the wrong way. I feel like this is so like you to love Zoom. Um, okay. I feel like if, I, if, if someone were to ask me who in your life would like stand Zoom, I would, I would say Jenny. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, because like, I'm just like, I, I, it's just, it's insane to me. I don't, it's just crazy. And then also it's just like, I, I guess I like that him just doing this, but I don't know if you've been seeing this, uh, Taylor, with every, after every single message you send on Hinge, it will be like, do you want to, do you want to FaceTime now? It's like, do you like, are prompting you every single message? Yep. I like, no, absolutely no. do not. Yeah. No, it's what? <laughs> Talk that to is, the stranger? No. 
That's so funny that Hinge is over eager to get you on that FaceTime. <laughs> they love it. You do, they want to flatten the curve. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. Um, the people behind these apps, they all need a stern talking to. We need to get them in a room. Like, yeah, they had like this thing. I feel like they took away this feature, but it was like probably like a month ago or two maybe where like you could put on like your profile like in the conversation that you'd be up for a um like a facetime date and then you would only see if they're also up for the facetime date if you had already switched that feature on so like i tried that like a few times just you know, like see where the other person was every single time they were not uh but uh, like it was I thought it was like interesting I think they took away that feature because it was not working clearly yeah yeah definitely wow. there's something wrong with the feature for sure Andrew <laughs> not me yeah it's not you cover you that's yeah. perfect I mean, seriously it's not you thank you yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um Taylor I think you brought in you have one more receipt that you want to share and I I'll take it out but yeah Perfect. Um, and I will try to breeze through it because it's a lot. Um, so oh. it's an ex-best friend uh, related receipt mm -hmm. who like went to high school with. So I've known her since I was like 14 um, through college. We stayed friends. Um, and something that's important to note about her is that she is generally a lot. Okay. Uh, and just made it work as you do with mm -hmm. friendships that feel important to you. Mm -hmm. um, but over the years, um, like a trend that I saw of hers, because um, she was a serial monogamist, okay. is that like she was always dating, but the thing is like she would become whoever she was dating. Oh, yeah. So like absorb their interests, their mannerisms, mm -hmm. like that relationship would end, immediately get into another one and just like a flip would switch and she'd become like whatever those interests are now important to her so she's um, a method actress yeah <laughs> you know i never thought about it that way and absolutely give her the golden globe immediately she's daniel Day um, <laughs> perfect perfect comparison um so a few years ago she started dating this guy and like gave very few details about him. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like really vague, but every time we'd go out, she would share like a new thing that they had talked about or read. And one like, it started off kind of small, but then we'd become conversations like, yeah, so like he's reading about how um, certain types of people should only mate with other types of people. And I'm like, um, um ah okay and like things like that would keep happening and i just be like i think he's a eugenicist yeah like, i think something fucked up's happening right she's dating a nazi and so over time as i collected all the data and as my friends collected data from like times i wasn't hanging with her and like they were and we like would have a group chat which is like yeah so we think he's a neo-nazi oh <laughs> yeah and so I for reasons that I think are apparent um ended my friendship with her yeah absolutely. Um, and this was like after I was I like confronted her about it and was like look if you renounce all ties <laughs> to 
so whatever, like we can work through build trust again. Um, and that just did not happen. And so I ended my friendship with her and that happened four years ago. Okay. And every now and again, she'll pop into my texts, to my emails to just say something, um, to reach out and be just like, want to be my friend again. Mm-hmm. Um, about, no, so that, that was like five years ago. So four years ago, one of my friends is like talking about her, um, because she reaches out to all of us periodically, but more so them. And was like, so I know something about this person, my friend. And I was like, what, is she pregnant? And my friend was like, yeah. <gasps> so she currently has a what, three-year-old child <laughs> with a neo-Nazi. Oh my um, God. And she texted me. Um, oh no, she Venmoed me. Okay. Money saying like i don't know how else to get in contact with you here's my number please like if you like don't respond to this i promise i'll never talk to you again and i was just like this is the wildest way anyone has ever tried to get my attention so wild how much money Uh, it was like five (laughs) dollars okay oh okay okay. nothing crazy but it was also just like for more but okay right if we're talking about reparations um, yeah yeah I don't know, like time that times ten, maybe. Like at least, at least, yeah. Uh, Did it work? I mean, so I texted my friends about it. I was like, "This is crazy," mm-hmm. and they were like, "Yes." Yeah. So she just reached out to me to say to ask if, like, she if I could tell you that, like, she really wants to talk to you. And I'm like, "This, what is happening?" I feel like I have a stalker. Um, and so eventually, I just texted her and was like, "Hey." I don't have anything left to say, but I'm open to letting you speak your piece. Essays of things she said, sent pictures of the kid. Um, and eventually I wrote, uh, she sent a series of apologies um, for what she considered to be personally toxic behavior and the utter vanity of her youth, her words. Um, none of the things she apologized for were dating a Nazi. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, was, I sent her a response that said that I could forgive all the vanities, the whatevers. What I don't know that I can forgive is that you chose a relationship with someone who could not see the humanity in my race. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole thing was just like, I, I have no negative feelings towards you. It is what it is. I, I don't really have space for this friendship um and I hope that you like teach your child (laughs) like the love that I thought you were once capable of basically Mm -hmm. and like I I will just pardon my android but like oh it's been an android the whole time yes just (laughs) okay uh, so like you a book she sent me a book um what time of day are you receiving these messages this is afternoon this is like 2 p.m okay and at one point there was one thing i wanted to particularly andrew time of day day is important true true so it's afternoon because that's when i like originally initiated Mm -hmm. the conversation i'm raising my child to believe what my mother taught me to believe 
that all human beings are God's children and are unified in their spirits in this way, no matter their circumstance or flesh vessel. Flesh vessel. This life is one of many to me, and I am sure that I will bear the body and the work of all my human brothers in my soul's development toward the capital T truth and end of things. Taylor. Uh, At one point, she like, I can't find it because there are so many words uh, where she's like, I like, it was just irresponsible of me to share the things that like me and him were reading about and doing research on with you. And like, of course, we came to the conclusion that all of it was wrong and bad and like, we don't condone any of it. And I was like, who just casually reads <laughs> eugenics books? No one. Not a single person. Not a single person. It's not like picking 50 shades of gray. It's not. I don't know. However, they did say flesh vessel and 50 shades oh. of gray. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the thread. I think the fact that she used the phrase flesh vessel points to she might still be a Nazi, but I'm not oh, yeah. an expert. Mm-hmm. And like God's children. Yeah. This feels like. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think cute baby pictures help if your baby's a Nazi. Right. So. I just don't. Yeah. This is. <laughs> so troublesome and I'm so sorry I'm so sorry (laughs) thank you I appreciate it I mean this this was a while ago and I had like many many years ago have like cut the emotional ties that like held that friendship together I feel like you're like yeah you're in a good position now yeah yeah with with the first receipt you brought too, I, yes. I feel like you're you're winning in, in in both of those scenarios. Even though you're being ghosted in the middle one, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like with both of these scenarios is like people are at least like trying to be in good graces with you, right? Wow, yeah, you're powerful, Taylor. Okay, so I'm powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's amazing. People want you in their lives, yes. yes. And you get to decide if they can be or not. And ultimately, maybe your ex can. And ultimately, this girl is done. (laughs) She actually reached out to another friend like two weeks ago. It's all crazy. I don't know. What do we even do about that? I say, what do we? I just am like, how do we? I think you just get to a point where you realize that some people are past the point of education. (sighs) And like, this person actually also just needs mental (laughs) help, you know? Um, and I feel so like some people just need more help than we are capable of giving them. Yeah. Because it feels like she could, like, she's reaching out because she wants you in your life. And also, she must feel guilty to some extent. Maybe. Probably. I would imagine so. Oh. Yikes. Yeah. It's a weird time for a neo Nazi to come back into your life. Yeah. Never a good time, actually. It's never a good time. <laughs> it's never a yeah. good time. I think that's that's what's gonna go on my t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> never a good time. Oh my goodness. But I'm I'm like loving how um as Andrew was saying, like your responses are pretty awesome. Like Thank you. yeah. I think I hope if you bring this to your therapist, I think she can only be proud. Thank you. I try really hard to be a 
good, decent, communicative person. So yeah, glad it's being seen and I'm not just mulling yeah. about it in my head. It's like a thing that's actively happening. Cool. Yeah. Oh my God, a hundred percent. And like, and the directness with which you reach out to the DM people too on Instagram, really great communication all around on your end. I can't speak for Noah Centineo. Yeah. He'll have to speak for himself. Yeah, he will. Ultimately. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> table, yes. The red table. Yeah. What's the red table? The red table. Oh, no. <laughs> when, with Jada. Bill. Oh. Jada. <laughs> oh. Oh, Jada. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, amazing. Is there, so... Taylor, is there anything that you want to plug? Is there any way for our listeners to find you? Yes, I am on Instagram and Twitter at I am Taylor Steele. Um, I also recently started a theater initiative called Burrowing Artists that you can find on Instagram where I pair um, not yet emerging playwrights and actors with each other and they co-create uh, a monologue and I post it there. So check that out. And if you're interested in being a part of that project, also let me know. It's very, it's very open. Um, you don't need to have any kind of like, there's no application or submission process if you want to be a part of it. So just holla at the kid. Love it. Amazing. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. This was Receipts. I'm Jenny and we're with producer Andrew. What am I saying? Hey, everyone. This is such a fun episode. <laughs> <laughs> fun episode. See you next week.